0: Isn't it wonderful just to celebrate salvation, what he's done for us? This is, this is what the gospel is all about. I love, I love baptisms. We don't have them often enough, and then we have, it's like buses, you know, they all come at once, and it's like, whoosh, we get to do this with six or, was it seven this morning? Lost count, but just so good. God is at work amongst our young people. We love what he's doing amongst them. Such a privilege. I could go on waffling about that for a very long time, but I'll try not to. This baptism that we've just seen is such a perfect visual declaration, demonstration of what it means to have faith in Jesus, what it means to, to know him as your savior and to walk with him as your Lord. If you're not there yet, if you're watching this this morning, perhaps you've come as a guest of one of these young people and you're thinking, wasn't expecting that this morning. And you're thinking, what is going on? And I just encourage you, don't leave today without at least finding out whether this is something that you really want to reject or something that you really want to embrace. It's potentially the most important question that you will address in your life. And we are starting an alpha course very soon. You won't be able to see this, but it does say alpha on it, okay? And John, stand up, give us a wave. It's at John's house. If if you would like to be part of the group that are about to start their journey of asking these big questions. And do grab John at the end, grab me, grab Al, anybody else that you've seen up here at the front, there's been loads of people up the front, but just grab somebody, and let's start that journey of asking those questions because it is absolutely vital. So what do we see? We saw young person after young person going down under the water, declaration, my old life is dead, dead the old way of life, my old striving and self-effort, all the stuff that I used to do to try to earn myself a right to stand before God, all of that self-effort stuff is dead. I'm not gonna live that way anymore. And that's not just something that happens once. That is for all of us right now. It's a reminder. Are you still striving? Did you get up this morning and think, Oh, God, I'm just not good enough to go to church. Or, God, I'm just not good enough for you to answer my prayers. Or, God, I'm just not. If if any of your sentences start with, I'm just not. First of all, you're putting yourself at the center of your life where God needs to be. And what this this declares is, I'm just not has been put to death. Your striving, your self-effort, all of that stuff is useless it's as it is as worthwhile as a dead corpse there is only one type of corpse and it's a dead one just in case you wondered I'm hearing myself you know kind of process out loud here and sometimes it goes wrong so they go underneath the water the old is gone and they come back up out of the water and this signifies that every one of these young people and every one of us who has faith in Jesus we are living not as myself, but I am clothed with the person, the holiness, the righteousness, the glory of Jesus himself, and I live in him, alive in him. All of the good that is Jesus is poured into me. I am not regenerated. I'm not a better version of an old self. I haven't just been washed down and the stains and the spots and the wrinkles have all been removed and now I'm shiny and clean. No, I'm a brand new creation. Never the like has has walked in these shoes before. I'm a brand new creation. Jesus has recreated me brand new, brand spanking new. All the old stuff doesn't belong to you anymore. So when you look yourself in the eye in a mirror and you go, I remember what you did. I remember how bad you've been. God doesn't because he has removed that from you and he has birthed you into a brand new life. Brand new life. And when he looks at you, he sees Jesus. He doesn't, he doesn't, that doesn't mean that your identity disappears. But it means that he sees you clothed in the perfection of Jesus. I've said this phrase a number of times. I probably will keep saying it because it blows my mind. You are just as welcome in the throne room of God as Jesus Christ. We'll go home. Let's go home. Yeah. Like, that is, that's awesome. That's incredible. That is the good news. That is the, the stuff that is, it, it's, uh, how do you get your head around that? How do you get your head around that, Lizzie? You are just as welcome in the throne room of God as Jesus Christ. Just as welcome. Ben, just as welcome. Whether you're wearing a really smart shirt or not, which is a really smart shirt. Love it but it's not about these external things. I'm wearing a really smart shirt. This is all about our new preaching series, which you're going to find out about in a minute. First time in the history of CCBS that there is a uniform to preach in, but (laughs) here we go. So, this is the good news, and even that phrase, good news, in Scripture, it's a completely borrowed term. It's borrowed from the battlefield. It's borrowed from that, that sphere of warfare, because hey folks there's a war going on right now and it feels like we've got a front row seat because we sit and we watch the news and we see what's happening and we we hear every few moments of an update but back in the first century there was no youtube there was no bbc world you know people sent off their armies and waited and had no idea they didn't know was it going well Are my loved ones still alive or are they dead? Has the enemy been victorious? Are we going to be taken into slavery? Every waking moment would be caught up with that thought. And there was this one individual in the army who was tasked with this. At the moment of victory, he'd get up and he'd start running. And he'd run home. He'd run to every town and every village that belonged to that tribe, that nation. And he would walk in and go, good news! He was the evangelist. He was the herald of good news. And this, this declaration, imagine you've sat for six months, seven months, eight months. you sat wondering, victory, defeat, victory, defeat, slavery, freedom. What is my life going to be like? And then one day you see this little figure charging over the hill, you know, pounding his way towards you in your village. And you think, could that be him or is it just some? Not case up there. I don't really know what's going on. And he gets closer and he gets closer. And when he just gets within shouting distance, he starts shouting, good news, good news, (laughs) good news. Victory. Our king is victorious. Our king has won. Our king has, has defeated the enemy. You are not going to be slaves. You are slaves no more. You are free. All the fear that has characterized your life, all the questions that have plagued your mind every day, they're done. No more questions. You're free. We are victorious. It's time to celebrate. This is the evangelist. This is, this is the, the good news of the gospel. And we're starting this thing in Galatians. This is a very, very short message. We're going to worship again in a minute because I think there's nothing else we really want to do. This is going to be short. David, pop up that first thing. This will make sense of my t-shirt. There we go. We're doing this series called "An Offensive Play." We're looking at the gospel as it is explained in Galatians, and what what we are looking for us all to get hold of is to recapture the simplicity, the beauty, and the purity of the good news that you are free. You are free by faith in Christ Jesus. You are free. No more a captive. No more place for fear. No more a place for doubting what's going to happen to me. Your future in Christ is absolute. That's what we're looking to recapture through all of this. And just up front, I want to say, you know, looking a little closer at these helmets, amazing graphic work has been done on this stuff. Can we give the man with the very nice shirt a round of applause? Because he's um, also designed this for us. Not sure if you can see this on the screen or not, but this, this one up here says spirits freedom. And this side up here says lawful slaves. And so this is, first and foremost, I want you to get this. This is not a question of God against the devil. That's no contest. That battle has been won. That is the good news. So what we're talking about here is not on that level at all. In fact, I want us to say something together, if you wouldn't mind. I think this is just a declaration of truth that will do our hearts good. Can we read this together? Let's go for it. Through the perfect life, sacrificial death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus accomplished a total, global, eternal, and irrevocable defeat of Satan and proclaimed absolute victory for us. You did that okay, but I want you to stand and I want you to take it up a notch and declare it so that your heart hears it and your heart believes it. Come on, I'm asking you to add some energy here this morning, people. Let's give this some, okay? Here we go. Through the perfect life, sacrificial death, burial and resurrection, Jesus accomplished a total, global, eternal and irrevocable defeat of Satan and proclaimed absolute victory for us. It's the gospel. This is the gospel. You may sit down again. Thank you so much. Doesn't that feel good? Doesn't that help? Just stir our hearts with truth. Remind ourselves, just as we watched what happened this morning, it's that is the truth. That's what we celebrate through the perfect life. Death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. Absolute victory declared for you and me if we have faith in him. It's majestic. It's majestic. And I know that, looking around here, I know most of us, maybe very close to all of us perhaps, are already in that place of absolute victory. But I also know, because I have a heart that beats in my chest, that not every day do I feel that. Not every moment do I believe that with all of my heart. And I sometimes have niggling little doubts and voices in my ear saying, yeah, not really. It's not absolute you're not good enough. And what do I have to do? I have to remind myself, no, I died. It's not about me. I've died under the water, gone, buried. The me that did all the stuff that says I'm not worthy, that person's dead. That is, um, if I can go back to the football helmets. The one on the left, spirit's freedom. I am in that place. If you're a Christian today, if you have faith in Jesus Christ, you are in that place. You have freedom in the spirit. That is true of you for eternity. And the enemy, the devil, all he can do is try to convince you that that's not true and try to draw you so that you play on the other team. Lawful slaves. Now, they're lawful They kind of don't do anything wrong. But everything about the team, Lawful Slaves, is based on performance. Am I good enough? Have I I performed well enough? Have I striven hard enough? Am I shiny enough? And there's a temptation for every single one of us to fall into that camp when actually all we need to do is step back into our true identity. I am free in the Spirit of God, and it's touched on every time. Because the victory is won. And all we need to do is get that in here. The whole game is played between our two ears. That's where the victory takes place. Where the heck was I? No idea. (laughs) So we've got this absolute victory declaration that is true. And what we're going to do over these next six weeks, and what I just want to encourage us all to be doing as we go through every day of our lives, is to to do what we can to lay hold of that truth. Because the gospel tells us that by faith, we are 100% righteous, made whole, made worthy. And this is why in the book of Galatians, Paul, who wrote the letter, gets a little bit worked up. In fact, you see it right from the start. You'll see it in chapter one, verse six. You'll see it again in chapter three, verse one, where he goes, you foolish Galatians. And if he was here today, he'd probably say the same to us. You foolish Bishop Stortford people. How can you slip from this place of understanding that God's done it all? He's done it all. Here's, here's uh, chapter one, verse six. This is the amplified version, which just kind of, I think, captures Paul's heart a little bit more, perhaps. He goes, I'm astonished and extremely irritated that you are so quickly shifting your allegiance and deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different, even contrary gospel. You see, you add one little bit of self-effort and striving and actually you've polluted the whole thing. You've messed up the whole thing because it is all through the work of Christ. It's not 90% 90% Christ, 10% you on a good day. It's 100% him because you died, and you now live in him. I'm getting thirsty. Anybody else? Sometimes, you know, imagine remember that, remember that really hot day, 40 degrees or thereabouts. Imagine carrying a big bag of shopping down the high street and coming into the car center, and I'm standing here with this bottle of water, and I, I said, like, "Oh, are you thirsty? Yeah, I'm thirsty." Oh man, am I thirsty. It's so hot. Well, I've got some water here. It's great. It looks nice and clear. If it was a clear bottle, it'd be really, really clear. It's 99% water and 1% pee. (laughs) Not a big deal. Just 1% pee. The rest of it's water. It's really, it's like mineral water. It's not just ordinary water, it's really good water. And just 1% pee. It's good quality. It's my own pee. So, like, I guarantee it's source. It's good. It's good. It'll quench your thirst. Who's up for it? No. Nicola? Did you? Oh. Like, we laugh at that. It's ridiculous. But that's where we land. We go, Jesus, thank you for your grace. You've saved me. I'm going to stand in 99% of that, and I'm going to drink 1% pee at the same time. No, and this is why Paul goes, you foolish Galatians, what are you doing? Live in freedom. Live the life that Christ died and rose again to give you as a gift, and that is yours every single day. Every single day. We have one more thing that I want to read to you, because this is the invitation of the gospel. The gospel we celebrate is... One big open invitation to a party intended for all. The dress code is the real you. Hear that. The dress code is the real you. Not the squeaky clean Sunday morning version. It's The real you. Turn up as yourself. You don't have to bring a gift as it will be provided for you when you arrive. You come in through the gateway of God's goodness and then you walk through the beautiful, welcoming doors of salvation. The theme of the party is love and mercy and the host of the celebration is Jesus Christ. The gifts you receive as you arrive are total forgiveness and unlimited grace. And you are welcomed to sit at the never-ending banquet table of friendship with God himself. There are reserved seats all around you which have been prepared for your friends, for your family, for your enemies, and for complete strangers. You've been loved to show love. You have been included to include others and eternally transformed so as to bring transformation wherever you go. What else can we do but just worship him? This is the good news. Can we just stand up? Even before these guys strike a chord, can we just begin to tell God how much we love him? If it helps you and it does me, use your posture, just express to the Lord how much you love him. Lord, we love you. We worship you. We thank you that you've done it all for us. You are glorious and we love you, Jesus. Come on, folks, lift your voices. Speak it out to him. Tell him how glorious salvation is. We love you, Lord. You've set us free. You've done it all. We are so grateful for our salvation. We are so grateful for what you have done. We simply want to celebrate you, King Jesus, for you are on the throne for eternity and you are worthy to receive all our praise forever and ever and ever and ever. Let's worship him, folks. Let's worship him with all our hearts.